0: Culture News. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Last week's episode was all about the actors of the Chinese entertainment industry for 2023. So today we are doing a recap of the ladies. This podcast episode will be in English with proper nouns spoken in Mandarin. Let us know your thoughts on social media, or else you can email us at Karen and Kathy at chasingdramas.com. Let's first start off with the winners of the year. First and foremost is going to be Gao Ye. Gao Ye turned heads in her role as the fiery and sultry Chen Shuting, the wife of a crime boss in The Knockout or Kuang Biao, which aired back in February of this year. She acted alongside her co-star Chen Songwen, who we also put in as a winner from the male side. Gao Ye, the actress, had been acting for the past decade, but mainly in minor roles. In The Knockout, Gao Ye, despite Chen Ting being only a supporting character, really owned the role as a calculating yet loving woman of a crime organization. She was known as Sao in the drama, which translates to wife of older brother. And really, in the drama, it was more that whoever she chose to marry was going to be that crime boss. So she was always going to be known as South. Zi. Viewers really zeroed in on her portrayal of Chen Shuting and favored this character, which honestly we haven't really seen much of on screen, over the female lead Li Yitong. Since the airing of this drama, The Knockout, Gao Ye has catapulted to higher ranks in the Chinese entertainment industry. This can really be seen with her new product endorsements, appearances on the red carpet in Fashion Week, both in Milan and Paris, and wearing couture on the red carpet in China and abroad. We will see if Gaoya is able to capitalize on her success in future dramas, but so far she has done pretty well for herself this year and is very clearly a winner in 2023. The next winner we have is Yang Zi. She has been in the industry for many, many years and has had a couple of hits the last few years, but came back with a smash hit over the summer with Chang Xiang Si or Lost You Forever. That drama, in my opinion, is considered one of the best romance fantasy dramas of the year and helped boost all of her male co-stars into the limelight. Yang Zi solidified her status as a female lead, able to carry a drama and a cast. Let's just say that this drama was a big improvement to her 2021 drama, The Immortal Samsara. Yang Zi has had smash hits from Ashes to Love to this one, but it's been a little inconsistent. And so for her to return with such a hit is actually comforting for a lot of her fans. She has season two of that drama Waiting in the Wings to Air and several other projects, so she should be staying in the limelight for quite some time. Off screen, though, she's been a little all over the place on red carpet events, especially. She is someone who has the acting capabilities and should benefit from focusing on acting rather than being a fashion icon. There's a lot more controversy when she is on the red carpet. And so if she stays in her lane of being a great actress, I think that would actually do more good than harm versus her red carpet endeavors right now. And third on our list, perhaps will have to be Chen Du Ling. By my last count, she had five dramas air this year. They are Till the End of the Moon, Mysterious Lotus Casebook, My Journey to You, Parallel World, and most recently, A Journey to Love. What's interesting is that she was never the lead for any of these dramas, always a supporting character, but she was always a welcome addition to each of her roles. Her steady presence in these roles have kept her in the mind of audiences, and while the consensus is that she still has areas of improvement acting-wise, she isn't detrimental to the overall viewing experience. Or let's just say, she is never the worst of her cast members. Perhaps the most obvious is her role as Ye Bing Chang in Till the End of the Moon. Even though she was, in several lifetimes, the evil one, her performance garnered enough attention that won over fans despite the evilness of the character or characters. Chen Dooling currently has at least four other dramas in the pipeline. So it'll be interesting to see her in performances then and whether she's still able to garner, I would say, the favorable reactions from the audiences. Chen du Ling is an interesting person because she knows that it's more important to stay in the public eye, even if it means not being in the lead role, than to not have those roles at all. You can basically see her in dramas throughout the year, and I think that actually helps her more than some of her female co-stars or other ladies in the industry who are like, I only want to be the female lead, which means that they do actually miss out on opportunities to partner or at least have those uh, credits on their name. Now let's move on to the most controversial I wouldn't say they're the biggest losers, most certainly the most controversial. And first up is going to be Bai Lu. Bai Lu had three major dramas air this year. We had Till the End of the Moon, or Changye Jingming, The Story of Kunning Palace, Ning An Ru Meng, and Yi Ai Wei Ying, or Only for Love. With these three heavy hitters, and the reason why I mean three heavy hitters, is because at least for Chang'e Jin-ming and Ning'an Ru-mang, they were marketed as her pedestal to go to the A-list. Unfortunately, her performances in these three dramas, while viewership-wise range from okay to great, really turned the Chinese audiences, at least online, against her. And she's so interesting in this manner because ratings and popularity index numbers-wise, her dramas actually did really great. But that doesn't necessarily mean people enjoy the dramas. <laughs> I think for all three of her dramas, the panning from the reviewers caused more folks to start watching and then kind of drop after a couple of episodes. That was certainly the case for me, at least for Only for Love. In addition, Bailu's old comments from previous interviews and reality shows showed that those comments were pretty misogynistic against women and they were dug up and replayed all throughout the internet. I've watched some of these interviews and yes, they do not do her any favors. Multiple times she would say things like, oh, I'm not a girl. I'm a boy. Or, oh, this is too girlish. I don't like that. Put me in the guy camp because I'm actually a guy and not a woman. The problem is that the words she used are rather derogatory to her own gender. It's challenging to convey the meaning in English, but she basically is putting down the female gender in favor of men and distancing herself from the gender, while at the same time playing up that she is the most beautiful woman in all three of these dramas. I'll make it clear, while her comments when she spoke of them may have been jokes, it wasn't like, I'm a tomboy type comment. Bai Lu did issue an apology in the summer addressing these interviews, but unfortunately the damage was done. It doesn't help that in both Only for Love and the story of Quin Ying Palace, she portrays women who are supposed to be stunningly beautiful. And that's always repeated by the other characters in the drama saying like, oh, you are so beautiful, yada, yada, yada. Audiences really didn't take to those statements in the drama. Her quote-unquote beauty is what other people say, not what people believe naturally on screen. In a triple whammy, Bailu has also had several appearances on the red carpet, notably at Paris Fashion Week, and was roundly criticized for her appearance there. In general, Bailu wasn't able to capitalize on her opportunities this year, She still has several projects in the pipeline, and hopefully she'll be able to turn it around. But the airing of the story of Quining Palace and Yi Ai Wing, or Only for Love, and their poor receptions did not do her any favors. Next up has got to be Zhao Lu in the controversial camp. It was an odd year for her. Fresh off of her success from Love Like the Galaxy last year, Zhao Lusi was primed for additional hits. However, her first drama in 2023, Gen Z was widely panned, especially for her performance. Hidden Love or 偷偷藏不住 did pretty decent viewership wise, but she wasn't able to actually, I guess, capture too much attention because perhaps that it was a modern day drama. And right now over the summer, Especially these historical fantasy romance dramas are the ones that are more popular. Her latest drama, Shen Yin, or The Last Immortal, began airing only a few days ago in December, although it is only middling in buzz, perhaps actually underwhelming in terms of expectations for what she could have brought to the table for a historical or fantasy romance. It was really her off-screen antics that drew widespread attention and actually soured her with audiences. We talked about it in previous episodes where she said a lot or yelled a lot of profanity towards Wu Lei during the filming of Love Like the Galaxy. The fallout from that video, while understandable, was also surprising with how swift it was. Now, we would be remiss in talking about Bai Lu and Zhao Lusi if we didn't talk about Yu Xin. After last year's big hit, Love Like the Galaxy, she had one drama air this year, Yun Yu* or Journey to You. I wrote up my thoughts for this drama in a review on our website. Essentially, she, like her male co-star, Zhang Linghe, could not capitalize on the popularity from last year. The project, Journey to You, actually gave the second male and female leads more buzz, while the main leads, Esther Yu Xin and Zhang Linghe, were more or less ridiculed. Esther didn't actually draw as much ire as Zhang Linghe and then Bai Lu in subsequent projects. Esther's acting actually surprised to the upside, and the overall project was seen less of a her problem, more of a director issue. However, her red carpet events and visit to Fashion Week have not done her any favors. Paris, especially, she was panned for her outfits there, and this included Zhao Lu as well as Bai Lu. The joke there was that people actually were like, "Can you three please come back from Paris? You are not representing Chinese uh, beauty or fashion very well. She is also currently on the marketing trail for a new movie Fei Changwuda Three or If you Are the One. Three. In those interviews, her older co-stars are not thrilled to be on the marketing circuit with her because, unfortunately, she can be rather immature in photo poses and apparently also purposefully changing the pitch of her voice to be extremely cutesy or kawaii that does not really match her age anymore. Yu Shuxin suffers right now from being seen as an actual star versus an online influencer or Wang Hong. Her makeup and antics trend more towards a online influencer. I actually don't mind her acting, her enunciation and whatnot are actually pretty good. So we'll see how she matures in the future. For the three ladies above, Yu Shuxin, Bai Lu, and Zhao Lusi, even though there were misses both on screen and off screen, they generate so much buzz and attention online that they will continue to get projects. However, we will have to see how long these Misses will be able to get them projects because we will talk about a couple of the declining stars. And let's just say that those were the precursors of where these ladies are currently. The last most controversial character, and I think she is probably one of the biggest losers for the year is going to be Wang Churan. The leads of Fireworks of My Heart or Wuthering Heights really got hammered this summer and being one of the leads Wang Chu-ren, is no different. I don't know if we should 100% fault her for the poorly written role in the drama, but the poor characterization really overshadowed her acting in the drama. Well, the problem with Fireworks of My Heart is that Wang Ren, in multiple interviews stated that she really admires the character of Xu Qin. And condones her actions, which did not sit very well with audiences, particularly the fact that Xu Qin was able to go off and do everything for love and ditched the family, even though they were a little bit controlling, in favor of love. She is also in a relationship with her male co-star Yang Yang, but that also just makes her more of a lian ai na, or someone who's focused too much on relationships um, rather than her career, which then turned away more fans. Furthermore, she is now known as the woman who rolls her eyes because over the summer, in multiple behind-the-scenes or paparazzi videos, she is seen rolling her eyes at her co-stars including Tan Jianzi while they were filming an upcoming drama. This level of rudeness has not been taken well by audiences. Wang Chun has been laying low since the summer, not participating in any red carpet events, but did film a drama with Tan Jianzi and is now filming one with Zhang Wan Yi. Many comments online are about how they want to support the men, especially for Tan Jianzi and Zhang Wang Yi after their hit over the summer in Lost You Forever. But they're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want to watch Wang Churen. We'll see how good the memory of the public is when those projects do end up on the small screen and if they are more forgiving for Wang Churen. But at least right now, public perception is not super great for her. So those are the ladies of our most controversial list. Let's turn to two ladies in the up and coming list. First is going to be Jo Ye. The 25-year-old actress headlined no less than four dramas this year, ranging from wartime dramas, costume dramas, to modern-day romance dramas. They all made small splashes with perhaps her latest one, Love Me, Love My Voice," performing the best out of them all. She also had appearances in two movies. Although her acting admittedly still needs some improvement, especially after watching her in A of Time and clips of her other dramas, I have nevertheless enjoyed her both on screen and in other interviews. I am hopeful for her future projects, including one called Jin Yue where I read the original book. The other up-and-comer is Tian Xiwei. Tian Xiwei became known in the public eye after Qing Qingzhi Chang or New Life Begins last year and I would say has captured the young, cutesy girl market. Her drama Romance on the Farm or Tian Ji, with Zeng Shunxi this year surprised to the upside in terms of viewership and buzz for a drama that isn't revolved around palaces and wars. Perhaps it's because it was this rather new subject matter that was able to capture more audiences. Her other drama though, Wrong Carriage, Right Groom was widely pan, but hey, bad press is still good press. She has also been going through the red carpet circuit in December with some interesting looks. She has several projects in the pipeline that are filming or in post-production, which will be sure to keep her buzz going next year. Though she is an interesting character because similar to Zhao both of them are already in their mid to late 20s and are still in that cutesy young girl market. I'm not sure how long they're able to stay in that market, but at least for now, she seems to be in the up-and-coming cohort. Now let's turn to two ladies who are in the precarious situation camp. First up, is going to be Yang Chaoyue. Yang Chaoyue headlined two dramas this year, The Journey of Chongzi or Chongzi, and Love You Seven Times or Ti Shih Xiang. And she had three guest appearances in three other dramas. The original book for Love You Seven Times had the same author who wrote Love Between Fairy and Devil. The production company was also the same. So that meant success, right? This was supposed to be a big hit for her, but alas, Yang Chaoyue's acting and a lot of the revisions to the plot dragged down the overall rating of the drama. It got so bad that she and her co-star, Ding Yusi, were on a live stream basically crying asking fans to watch the drama. Yang Chaoyue made headlines through the 2018 reality show Produce 101 when she was only 18. She turned to acting and has had quite a few roles, but hasn't been able to win fans over through acting. It's funny because I mentioned that she had guest appearances in three other dramas, and fans were like, okay, she was not the headliner, she was a little bit wooden, but hey, I'm not paying attention to her in these dramas. So they were more accepting of her performances in these dramas. Yang Chaoyuan is only 25, so she has opportunities to improve, but her stock isn't as high this year. I would say in the previous couple of years, she went the whole home" road, which meant just be in the public eye, regardless how good or bad it is. And I think this year, folks really got fed up with her poor performances in her dramas. The other woman who is in a more precarious situation has got to be Kuli Naja. She had a whopping four dramas air this year. Four. Did you know about any of them or watched any of them? Probably not. Basically, none of her dramas did well ratings-wise or viewership-wise this year. She has a drama airing right now, which is the one she filmed with Xu Kai Cheng. which I'm shocked is still airing because the controversy or drama there was she or he cheated on... Zhang Qian Ai while filming this drama with Gu Li Naja. I thought he would have been blacklisted. I mean, I think like he's like soft blacklisted, like nobody really cares about him anymore. And unfortunately, she has been dragged down because this drama, I don't even know how it's still airing, but nobody is paying any attention to it. What has kept Gu Li Naja in the public eye is her red carpet events. She and Dili Ryuba are battling it out on the red carpet or more like she is battling for trending posts and her red carpet looks. But is that enough to keep her remembered? She basically now is known for being fashionable on the red carpet and a beautiful woman, but she has been in the entertainment industry for a decade plus, and it doesn't seem like her acting has improved that much. She basically is also running on low in terms of the graces that audiences are going to give her for leading more projects. Speaking of Diliraba, she is currently in the Keeping Steady camp. She had two dramas air this year with Prosecution Elite and The Legend of An Le. The former performed decently in ratings, while the latter, The Legend of An Le, was not really well-received or well-reviewed, as an overall drama. What's interesting is that the performances of the three leads, including Dili Reba, and Liu Yuning, were well-received as just the overall drama didn't do well. Her recent adventures on season five of Divas Hit the Road have kept her in the public eye, and there's a couple of episodes where, let's just say, even the foreign embassies in different countries have retweeted or reposted her performances. Dili has also been recently announced as a global ambassador for Dior, so she is really opening up herself globally. I would say that she has retained her star power overall, but similar to Xiao Zhan, is coming back down to Earth and is not at as stratospheric levels as before. She still is the most viewed or most... Eagerly anticipated person on the red carpet. She has had a miss or two here and there this year on the red carpet, but for the most part, she is what everybody watches when she arrives with her looks. In the Keeping Study Camp, we also have Ting Tian. She had two dramas air this year at The Legend of Zhuohua and also Wonderland in Love, Le Yo Yuan. I liked both dramas fine, but viewership wise, they did just okay. Kian is an interesting person because she has a natural base largely due to her beauty and because she's been in the industry for quite some time. She hasn't been able to go back to the popularity she garnered from Rattan or Sitong in 2021, but she now is able to get a steady stream of projects and has decent looks on the red carpet for people to remember her off screen. In general, there is an interesting trend that will become more apparent next year. And that is where the 85 flowers or really ladies in their late 30s reaching 40s will return in full force to the small screen to compete for eyeballs in those historical fantasy romance dramas. Liu Shishi made her return with Journey to You, to decent results. Tang Yan just wrapped up filming for Nian Wu Shuang. Yang Mi also has Fox Spirit Matchmaker. Zhao Liying has Yu Fengxing. Liu Yifei has Mayquai Gu Shi. It's interesting because all of these ladies made names for themselves in their early 20s and dominated the small screen for two decades and are still competing for the same attention as the younger ladies we just talked about. The thing is, for us old ladies, me and Kathy, who have followed the industry for decades, the younger ladies are actually already way older than these 85 flowers who made names for themselves back in the late 2000s or early 2010s. So we shall see who will ultimately be the winners. Is it going to be the older, more mature ladies who have been able to stay in the business for a long time, or will they be edged out by the younger generation? And that is it for today's podcast episode. Let us know what you thought. What was your recap for 2023 for both the actors and actresses in your favorite or maybe not so favorite Chinese dramas? We are eagerly awaiting for what is in store for us in 2024, and we will then catch you in the next podcast episode.